I fish differently than most other people, a little faster and more aggressive. And uh, so putting me in the back of somebody else's boat didn't, uh, didn't work real well for me. But fishing from the front of the boat sure turned out pretty well for Kevin Van Dam, our special guest for this one-year anniversary edition of the Tell Tale Fisherman podcast, brought to you by ReelsandTackle.com. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. Welcome to our one-year anniversary episode of the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. To say that we have a special guest for you today might be the uh, world's biggest understatement. That is because today we have Kevin Van Dam with us. Kevin, welcome aboard. Hey, John. It's a pretty good day today, man. Great day to go fishing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And a great day to talk fishing, too. And really looking forward to talking about fishing with you here. Before we jump off into that, I just wanted to say a quick thanks uh, to your wife, Sherry, um, who set up the interview. And I know she does all of your scheduling. And, you know, I just think that's really cool. And that, you know, that must be a huge asset for you, kind of having her at the center of the storm, so to speak, and anchoring the ship for you with your crazy schedule. Yeah, you. Um, I, I wouldn't know uh, which way it was up. Um, and, and even... Even with her working full time on, you know, all of our other stuff, um, it it still uh, can be overwhelming at times to keep everything straight. So, but uh, she does a really good job, and and I do the best I can. <laughs> you know, so. Now, but the, I I have to ask though, but does that mean that she gets veto power if you have a uh, you know fishing trip on the books and and she wants the garage cleaned or something? Oh no, no question. We plan things out well in advance for everything, you know. I mean, you just you just have to with the nature of uh, the tournament business. You know, you gotta you gotta work around other things. So you gotta plan you gotta plan family time or vacations and things like that. You know, a lot of times a year in advance or you know way out anyway. So uh, even cleaning the garage, you gotta plan for. It. <laughs> yeah, right. Unfortunately, that's something I never get on my schedule, so uh, I wouldn't want to show my garage off, but. Uh, Anyhow, they say the best place to begin is at the beginning. So maybe just take us back to uh, growing up in Michigan and and tell us about the fishing you did as a kid. Well, the the big thing about Michigan is it's um it's really diverse. You know, you have all the Great Lakes. Um, I mean, there's water everywhere. There's ponds and streams and little little lakes all over the state. Right. Uh, and there's a lot of different species too. So I kind of grew up doing a little bit of everything. Um, mostly to start out with is wherever I could ride my bike to, you know, I mean, <laughs> so I did, a, I did a lot of trout fishing and some small streams by where I grew up. Um, I did a lot of pond fishing, a lot of small lake fish, all, all bank fishing, right. you know, and, um, started, started real young. My dad took me ice fishing the first time, I guess when I was three and, you know, he had the patience to get me out there and, and, he also had the patience to take me again a second time. So, um, you know, growing up, uh, I had four brothers and sisters and, you know, we just fished for whatever, mostly panfish, you know, kind of as a family and that, mm-hmm. but, um, my grandparents had a, uh, a house on a lake and, uh, you know, I started 
going out there, you know, spend, I'd spend a week with them during the summers and, you know, just basically every day, all day long, walk the bank fishing. And, um, you know, I'd fish for any, you know, anything that bit, but, um, it did take long before I kind of started catching bass and, and that kind of came the, the focal point is, is chasing bass. So, you know, it just, I did that, um, growing up just fished as much as I could all the time. I mean, every day after school and sometimes before school and things like that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I got into some tournaments. I fished my first tournament with my older brother when I was 14. And that was like a whole new world that you could, uh, fish these competitions and, um, and actually maybe, um, get money, you know, or make money in doing it. So, you know, I did, did pretty well right out the gate and, and that, and, uh, I joined the bass club when I got my driver's license when I was 16 in, uh, in Kalamazoo. It's uh, still an ongoing uh, club now, Cal Valley Bass Club. Mm. Um, I still see a lot of the guys, some of the original club members that I were there when I when I was there back in the day. And um, wow. it was a great way to learn. You know, um, you fish with different different club members on different lakes in the area, and uh, you know, I picked up a lot of. A lot of techniques and tips and things like that from that. And, uh, you know, my second year in, I signed, you know, I signed up to be a boater and, um, that was kind of a whole new world. I was definitely, I fished differently than most other people, a little faster and more aggressive. And, uh, so putting me in the back of somebody else's boat didn't, uh, didn't work real well <laughs> for me in the beginning. But, uh, you know, I had a, had a lot of success there early and just, you know, then from there just really kind of worked my way up fishing more tournaments and regionally and, and things like that and uh, statewide and uh, just kind of worked my way up the ladder to where I'm at today. Yeah, and that's a pretty good place that you've uh, gotten to uh, today with all the tournaments and the incredible success you've had. Um, I just wanted to ask you about, you, you know, you said you kind of got keyed in on bass there at some point. You know, was there something special about bass fishing or, you know, the fish in particular that really kind of made you fall in love with them? Uh, I think it's the way they, um, well, it's, it's the diversity, but it, it's also just the bite and the way they fight, jump, and just, you know, how unique they are. Um, and, and I guess you could say that about a lot of fish, because I, I enjoy fishing for everything. Mm-hmm. And again, when I was growing up, um, we really followed the seasons. You know, I mean, on the, on the walleye and pike opener, you know, we'd, I'd always, you know, pike or walleye fish. And, you know, when the steelhead were running in the spring, I steelhead fish and definitely never missed a trout opener on, on the the trout streams but mm-hmm. um you know the fall salmon runs the same way but just whatever was happening um we would go after but it was just really always bass was kind of uh you know one of those favorites so to speak and you know and again there's just so many places you can catch them and and where i live too there's you know a, a lot of largemouth and smallmouth bass fisheries too and uh, it just i don't know i just always really liked bass fishing yeah um, you know my my dad took me on a a company trip to northern michigan um he made me wait till i was seven and he took me up there for a, a, a weekend fishing um for smallmouth bass and that's the trip that i caught my first smallmouth bass on and they really um you know the first one i caught was only 10 inches long but it just made such an impression on me the way that it i mean they did it just pulled and jumped and just 
just was like so tenacious and it just didn't give up. I mean, it was like, uh, like catching a, a large mouth twice that size, it seemed at the time. And, um, um, you know, I mean, that no doubt made, made a lifelong impression on me and a, and a love for smallmouth bass. And, and they're still my, you know, I love to catch everything and I love bass fishing, but there's smallmouth fishing is definitely my favorite. I, I like the clear water and just everything about them, how aggressive they are and their nature. And, um, it's just, that's definitely uh, what I have a passion for. Yeah, living in Florida, I, I have a lot of great choices of fish to catch too. But if there was one that I could really go after, you know, that we don't have here, it's that smallmouth. Uh, I got to go to Canada once and we caught a couple and I, I had that same impression that you did. They they really are an amazing fish. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, a lot of uh, what's going to shape who a fisherman is is where they grow up and what they, what they start with for sure. You know, I know a lot of, uh, you know, West coast salmon fishermen that that's just their, because that's what they were, uh, born and raised with. And it, it's just what's ingrained in your DNA. But, um, you know, Florida is another unique state like Michigan in that you just have a ton of opportunities. There's water everywhere. You got salt and fresh and, mm-hmm. you know, so many different species and things like that. I, I enjoy, um, saltwater fishing because how different it is and how different the fish act and, and you know it doesn't matter if you're if you're fishing inshore for redfish or like that which is more similar to bass fishing or you know offshore mm-hmm. fishing to me it's it's you know always a learning experience it's intriguing to do and uh and, and i i like doing different things like that and um my bo- i have twin boys that very much into the outdoors and fishing and and you know, they love to bass fish, but they they have that same intrigue for uh, different species and new techniques and, and new experiences like that. We're going to take a quick break and then jump right back into the action with KVD. As we look back over our first year, I just wanted to take a moment to thank all of our awesome guests who've been on the show. Everyone from Justin to Joseph, who have taken us along fishing with them everywhere from Sweden to Australia and Alaska to South America. Whether it was saltwater or freshwater, live bait or fly, or anything in between, thank you guys and gals so much for sharing your most epic fishing adventures with us. And for all the other avid anglers out there, this show is not just for you, it's about you. Go to www.tell.fish forward slash guest and sign up to share your story and join our quest to catch the most epic fishing adventures in the world. I noticed uh, you've taken a couple trips recently. Uh, it looks like you've been uh, everywhere from Alaska down to uh, the Amazon. Um, what what were some of the, the species that you encountered? Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you, um, I do really enjoy uh, going to South America and fishing for peacock bass now. Yeah. You can catch peacocks um, down in South Florida around Miami and things like that, some smaller ones. I say smaller, um, you know, they're three to five pounds or whatever. But uh, down in the Amazon, you know, uh, I've caught them to, I guess the biggest I've caught is 26 pounds. But, wow. Um, you know, it's just a, the Amazon experience is, you know, you're just, you talk about in the middle of nowhere and untapped country and, um, you know, just huge jungle and, and swamp and, 
you know, it's just endless down there. And there's a lot of different species and things to see there, too. But the way they bite and fight reminds me of smallmouth in that sense. Um, they just get a lot bigger, and it, it kind of leaves that same impression on you. So, you know, I've been down there uh, a handful of times to do that, and it, it is a, definitely a bucket list trip um, for sure. Uh, you know, I went to Alaska for the first time uh, just recently, and uh, it won't be my last. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, another just visually stunning piece of countryside that has unlimited opportunities and, and, you know, vast areas to explore and, you know, total different types of fishing. But uh, it is definitely, uh, uh, you know, another one of those things that uh, I can't say I've scratched off my bucket list yet because I, I just made a, a three-day trip there and I'd like to go back there again. Uh, there's just so much to, to see and do. It's, it's amazing in its own way. Oh yeah, absolutely. We've interviewed a uh, a guide from up there, and uh, after after talking with him, I wanted to go book a flight right uh, immediately. It just sounds fantastic, like you say, in terms of scenery and just you know the halibut and uh, you know the salmon and the things they catch. Just incredible. Yeah, well, that's the fun thing about fishing is it, it, you know every every day is a new experience, and uh, you know uh, you know I've been doing it my whole life and I've been fishing professionally for you know, 28 years and even even at that level um, as much as I've seen many lakes as I've been to and especially places I go to time and time again I mean I still to this day am amazed at how much I learn every single time I go um, it's just it, you can never learn it all you're never um, you know going to be a, a, a true expert you just it's, there's always something. It's always changing um, the tackle, equipment, techniques, trends. Just when you don't think they can come up with anything new, it's, it's, <laughs> right. it's constantly evolving. Right. Well, and that leads me to one question I wanted to ask you is that you really seem to have a passion for teaching people about fishing. I mean, it really comes through in, in all the, you know, the spots you do for Major League Fishing. I've seen you do those and other instructional videos. Um, is that, you know, does that come from that desire and passion you have to just learn all the time? Or did, did you come from a family of teachers? You know, where does that you know, that ability to, to communicate and teach fishing like that come from? Well, one of the things that's very gratifying to me over the years um, is I get to work with, you know, some of the best companies in the industry to mm -hmm. develop um, products to, to help me do my job. And in, in, re in return, you know, I mean, those products get sold to other people, you know, whether it's lures or rods or reels or boats or electronics or whatever. I mean, in the end, um, you know, people want to just have a great day on the water and they want to be successful and catch fish. So, um, it's so gratifying to me when somebody comes up to me and says, man, Kevin, I went out, um, you know, I, I saw one of your videos of the TV show that you did. And I, I tried that new lure that, you know, this technique that you, that you talked about and, you know, had, had the best day fishing or I, I caught my biggest fish or, or my son caught one or, you know, we just had a group, you know, those are very gratifying stories to hear when you, when you help other people like that. And to be honest with you, you know, I can't laugh or giggle like Jimmy Houston or, or some of these <laughs> other guys. So I, I can't entertain people when I'm, when I'm out there on camera or anything like that. So I kind of teach them something to keep them interested. So, and, and I enjoy it. Like I can say it's, it's fun for me to, 
to, to help people um, enjoy their time on the water and, and, you know, to get more people involved in that. I mean, we do a lot with that. Um, you know, my wife was instrumental in, in starting our own um, foundation, uh, the Kim Van Dam Foundation, and that's mm-hmm. what we do is, I mean, it's, it's geared towards, um, you know, conserving our, uh, our lakes and streams and rivers, doing things, to, you know, for, for, to provide more fishing opportunities for everybody in the future and, um, to, to help, um, not just kids, but people get into fishing. You know, we do, we do a lot for, uh, different, uh, fishing, kids fishing programs and, and youth camps and Y camps and things like that for, you know, provide them equipment and things like that to, to knowledge. We also, um, do a lot of scholarships. So, you know, now in bass fishing, one of the fastest growing things is, is high school and collegiate, um, competitive fishing. Yeah. Um, we're actually, we're, I'm just, uh, working on, uh, launching a, a whole new college, uh, tournament series here in Michigan this year. So it's, it's collegebasstour.com and it's, you know, the first event, uh, is mid June coming up and, you know, we're just, we're creating the whole platform, uh, for the collegiate angler, um, you know, that to, to get involved in, in tournaments and, um, and, and trying to do it for the right reasons, you know, provide a, a fun and a friendly family atmosphere to, to do it. And, you know, it's a great springboard if somebody wants to be into competitive fishing, but in the end, my goal is just, just to help people enjoy the sport of, of fishing and, uh, and to become lifelong fishermen and, and stewards of the sport and, and our uh, waters. Right. And I can really appreciate that having, having a son who's a junior in high school right now and a really good fisherman. And he's, you know, got buddies who are fishing the club tournaments and aspiring anglers. That's, you know, just fantastic that, you know, that you'd be helping create something like that and opportunities for those guys. That's, that's great. Yeah. I just, um, you know, in the end, um, it just, you know, providing information and the platform, um, for people to get out on the water is important. And, you know, one of the best things that's happened, um, with technology and, and, you know, is, is all of this social media and the internet, YouTube channels. I mean, now, um, if you want to learn how to tie a knot or, um, you know, how to get a hook out of your hand or anything, you can <laughs> right. just Google it on your phone and, and, and have a great information source right there in front of you. And kids today have really embraced that. So it's just made um, fishing much more accessible. And, you know, with these uh, organized, you know, high school fishing and collegiate fishing and that, it's cool again, too. You know, I mean, not only are, do these kids get to go out and do it, but they get to do it with, with other people that enjoy it the same as them. It, it gets them together. And, you know, they connect on social media and, uh, you know, communicate with each other, even across the country, you know, I mean, different teams and things. So it's just, um, it's been one of the real benefits of, uh, you know, technology in our society that, that's, that's helped fishing because it, in reality, and I've been fishing, you know, my whole life and, um, you know, I've seen, you know, fishing change a lot. And what happens now is people think, well, Hey, the good old days were, you know, were and gone. Well, I, I can tell you that nationally, fishing, especially bass fishing, it's never been better than what it is today. The fisher, you know, there's never been more places. 
there's never been more opportunities and the number of fish, the size of the fish, um, it, it, it's just never been better. And there's more anglers again. You know, we're seeing a growth again uh, in fishing nationally, which it was kind of falling off for a number of years there. But now mm. there's a big resurgence in it. And, uh, and a, a big testament to that is all of the anglers and, and awareness and the conservation efforts of, of all of these people in different groups and a lot of the state agencies. So it's just, you know, it's, it's really a bright future for a sport that I have a passion about. And I, I think, you know, just about anybody uh, loves to be on the water. You know, I mean, people are drawn to it naturally. I don't care if you live in New York City. I mean, it's, it's hard not to, to look out there at the Hudson River uh, when you drive it by. You know? Absolutely. I mean, it's, just, it's just a... It's a natural draw, and, uh, you know, if somebody gets, uh, you know, an experience on the water to catch their first fish, it doesn't matter whether they're three years old like, like I was or, or 70 years old, you know, it's, it's just a, they act like kids no matter what age, and, and it's, it's great to see. Oh, absolutely. And it creates the memories that you never forget. I mean, you're talking about, you know, one of your first memories is probably that one at three years old. And uh, one of mine is from when I was five years old, um, catching my first big bass. It's, uh, yeah, it, it really is uh, important for our kids and, and uh, you know, just everybody to get out there and make yeah. those kind of memories. Well, as busy as um, everybody is these days and as fast-paced as as society is and with all the pressures of, you know, family and work and it's, it's just such a great release. Now everybody does, does it for different reasons. You know, I'm a competitive angler and I put a lot of pressure on myself and, and, you know, most people, what they want to do is get out there and just relax, you know, just right. enjoy it. And, uh, and, and that's great. It doesn't matter what, uh, the end game is. It's just, it is very, easy to forget everything else um, that you uh, have to deal with or aware of or around and, and spend a day out on the water. It's just, you know, I can have a lot of pressures and a lot of things, you know, on my plate and <laughs> I get out there on the water and all that goes away. I just focus on what's in front of me, you know? I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, that fishing, I think, is the one thing where when I go out, you know, I can forget about the, the day job and all the other things you have to do and just totally focus your mind on that one thing. And, uh, yeah, I think more people could, could use an outlet like that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty lucky because it's, it's my day job and my passion. So right. if I'm not, uh, I'm not at my job, uh, it's still what I want to be doing. You may be asking yourself, is he really going to make me wait another week to hear Kevin Van Dam's most epic fishing story? The answer? Yes. Yes, I am. But in the meantime, go check out some of the amazing adventures our guests have shared over the first year of the show. And then, come back and join us next week. Kevin's most epic day of fishing is pretty good, too. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.